Hello and welcome to the Billy Shares Club. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Josh Clark. Thanks for tuning in. Today we've got two lovely albums for you folks. We've got Tarzan by Phil Collins and Friends. And uh, Belladonna by Stevie Nicks. I had to remember the name for a second. So Josh, tell us about this primate boy and his friend from Genesis. Well, there's not too terribly much backstory about the production itself. Phil had been out of the public eye for a good long little bit. But then Disney had him come out of the woodwork and said, compose the absolute hardest soundtrack that's ever been composed. And he lived up to the challenge. Did he, though? Did he? he did. Hmm. We still yeah. got to get through Thanksgiving when this is done. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, reached double platinum status, which few of Collins' records ever did. And any of the singles, Two Worlds, You'll Be In My Heart, Strangers Like Me, reached a good bit of radio popularity and still have a special place in my heart to this day. Oh, nice. So, yeah. This one, yeah, it's... Now that I think about it, they had a lot of, like, the sort of soft rock icons on Disney soundtracks. Like, a, well, when I say a lot of, I mean, Elton John helped out with Lion King. And they had a bunch of people do covers. Excuse me. Yeah. This one. I'd, I'd never found the uh, the NSYNC remix yeah. that they did for Thrash in the Camp that I <laughs> discovered during my research for this and didn't love, but I guess now we know it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess my overall thoughts, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, it's it's Phil Collins doing a Disney movie, so it's pretty cheesy, kind of sappy. Not not my favorite thing, but you know, it's definitely got its charms because it's you know just trying to be very sweet and wholesome, and it works. But uh, where do you want to start as far as the discussion? I think last time I was on, we just did we started with best and worst. If we'd like to do that, okay. Uh, what was your favorite? Mine was Strangers Like Me. It's got that little bit of ba da 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 bum bum. It doesn't say bum bum. But there's that uh, little interval that I like to headbang in my car. Yeah. And I mean, it's, one... it fits That's into right. the theme of the movie, which I, I mean, kids' movie soundtracks often do. Mm-hmm. I feel that summed it up more than Two Worlds or How You'll Be in My Heart would. It's just about the the man and the jungleness of it. Yeah. From from what I recall of the movie, this is the part where they're just doing a montage of Tarzan initially interacting with Jane and her dad. Yeah. Figuring out about the people. And like the different lines sync up, like when Phil starts singing about her face and all this, like she's he's touching Jane's face. Yeah. Mm. I think buddies. you know the this is a, you know, this is just a solid, you know, little pump pump anthem that, you know, as you say, it's a very on the nose description, play by play of that montage scene. But, you know, it's still sweet. It's got that, it's got, like you say, a real big melody. Uh, it's kind of weird because really this is an extremely 80s song. But now that it's being made in like 1999, it's got, you know, 
the keyboards have a lot softer edges to them and there's the little bits of you know sort of world beat percussions because you know now it's like you can't go around with just casios and you know the big synths that you heard on like a what's a suit and jacket or no suit and tie no jacket required no thank you something with clothing mm -hmm. well, i mean that was just unapologetically phil and what yeah. and how else should he be really yeah. it was toned down just a little bit more a bit more palatable for the kitties yeah and era appropriate yeah. era 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 i mean i mean it's phil collins he was already you know a pretty straight-laced dude you know he's just like i'm gonna say it he's a bit like huey lewis but with more cred i will go through this mike at you <laughs> i like but the yeah. more cred though i like the more cred part yeah, because he's definitely got... He's like an actual person, unlike Huey Lewis, who, as much as we all love him, he is like... He is made of hairspray and polyester. Period. But yeah, uh, as far as my favorite songs, I think the other big one that I really liked was... Uh, what do you call it? Trash in the Camp, which is... You know, that's sort of the outlier amongst the Phil compositions. Because it's... Or calling the positions, I guess. Because it's like, you know, it's mostly, you know, bits, little bits of percussion and, you know, skew a bit of bop bops with a Ooh, little bit of pump and stabs. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, it's really fun. You know, it's ever since I was a child, I was really into boom whackers and, you know, big stompy percussion and just, you know, making sounds and stuff. And this is just, you know, a very cute whimsical song it's like the bare necessities but if they stayed in the sun too long and they couldn't think of any words and so they just started humming yeah for me that's well thrash in the camp was one of my favorites for most of the same reasons i think that's where <laughs> it's most clearly communicated that this is a gorilla story or at least a, yeah. a tarzan and gorilla story yeah. because you know, up till now apes have been in the jungle people have been and society or at the camp or whatever. And when this collides, it, it's not framed as a disaster. It's, you know, these supplies are getting torn up. Apes are overrunning the camp. From, you know, Clayton and the people's perspectives, this, this should be awful, but it, we're on the side of the apes, as we should be, because of these colonizers, but that's, that's for later on. It, it's just a, a whimsical, delightful time of discovery and wonder. Yeah. And then in sync found it. That they did. Yeah. Usually we don't talk about that, but I think we're gonna have to talk about that for our purposes. Yeah. How'd you feel on that in sync remix? I don't love in sync in general. I think J Tim should have started and ended with his Lonely Island collabs. <laughs> Hot take. What about a No, See, if you're fighting this hard for one, I, I feel like we're already... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Shoot, I can't remember that. Rock that body. <laughs> that one. 
months. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that bangers. Yeah. But yeah. Making a beatboxy song is not quite their wheelhouse. No. It's it's just really lame. A little bit. It's like I mean, I know they were kids who were being put into these, you know, unequitable, terrible contracts and, you know, having all their money extracted by their parents and the label, but it's like, goodness, this is just, you're sucking all the joy out of this album. I picked one Collins song without words. Yeah, they just sound so, it sounds so cheesy when they do the scooby-dee-bee, but like, give Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> her flowers. She She's just having the time of her life when she does the, when she's doing the, and they just, they just, Somehow, this is a album made pretty much 100% widest people you can find, and they still gentrified it. Yeah. Hmm. Like, uh... But yeah. I had a city for a second, and then I lost it. Best to move on. Yeah, that was the only one I really, like, did not like. The rest of this, I thought, was at least decent. So... Huntsville, Alabama. I don't know how they gentrified it, but they did. Uh, it's okay. But yeah. Well, I guess, you know, it can go into the whole conversation of gentrification is actually about the economic status. And so, like, you know. Yeah. But it's, yeah. That's not as fun as just saying in sync gentrified Tarzan. So I'm sticking with it. But yeah. What other songs you want to highlight? Uh, later on, it got to A Wondrous Place, which I guess I'd heard but never identified just because it's part of the score. But that just... That was the vibe of the movie. And it wasn't, you know, on the nose. It wasn't... Just... It was genuine, you know? I hear that, and I am there among the gorillas. And <laughs> I, I don't know how much say... Phil actually had on the music there, but it. I gotta give the studio or whoever kudos for taking this little background thing and absolutely going full scent. Yeah, it looks like the the composer for like the score was one Mark Mancina, oh. but Phil Collins is also credited at least on the Spotify. Excellent. Oh, he's he's done. This is the guy who also apparently did work on Planes, uh, Shooter, Lost Platoon, Born Killer. He, so it looks like he started with like extremely violent movies and then turned into a Disney soundtracker. The Snoop Dogg arc. <laughs> okay, his, his children's cartoon has an actual bop on it. But yeah. Mm. I, I will be honest, I... Did not find the the orchestral parts quite as captivating, and I didn't really listen to them as much. They they were fine. I just didn't. You know, Wondrous Place has its moments, but it didn't grab me all that much. So I, I, I'm sorry. 
I won't have too much to contribute. That's okay. I mean, we don't live together currently, but we did for years and years and years. And as I recall, I was like mildly to moderately obsessed with Tarzan. I probably got more entwined. Fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So what'd you think of the... What's, what's it called? You'll be in my heart. I think I'd feel about the same about that one as you do about some of these orchestrals. It, I don't have any complaints. It was accurate without being too heavy-handed. <laughs> but the, the actual music of it and the, the general vibe that it gave me is just... Mama loves adopted baby. It was a little bit too straightforward and straight-laced for my taste. Gotcha. I don't know. I think with the first one, when it was a little bit more restrained and you had Glenn Close singing on it, I think it would... I'm, I'm enough of a sentimentalist to enjoy that one. Like, you know, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was nice. You know, it's, it's got, like, his biggest, you know, power ballad melody from the album. Because a lot of these... He puts a lot of words into those choruses, but this one, you know, he sort of lets it sit. Like, you'll be in my dreams. Rather than going like, I wanna know, can you find me? I wanna know about the strangers like me. But, uh, but I did not, yeah, the, the full radio version where they really play up the strings and guitar and it's just Phil and it, it got really overproduced and schmaltzy and I did not like that one. That one is the, you know, just not good. It's, it's glurge, I believe is the term. Radio edits are never my favorite, and that's unfortunately all I'll get with some of these. Remember yeah. there was that, like, quick yeah. little song in one out of four Hunger Games movies, and they just did that techno edit? And it... <laughs> that hurt. I didn't like hearing that. Yeesh. I gotta say, listening back to this, I was I was kind of surprised at how terribly written Two Worlds is because it's got a fantastic beat. It does, you know, with all the orchestra and percussion and the bridge where like you're being chased and it's a little bit perilous. Mm -hmm. But like the words, it just seems like he just sort of wrote down the first lyrics that came to mind, didn't even try to make them rhyme, which I even was able to do just there. And he just sort of doesn't even try to write a melody. He's just like, believe in two worlds, one family, trust your heart, but fade the sun, the To me, the vibes just through here are immaculate, but you can't bank on that. And right there, he tried to bank on it. Yeah, he he did make a he did make a fun beat. He did, you know he when he takes his time with it, he's a he's a good composer of songs. And I think his <laughs> since he was a drummer first before he was leading Genesis, and so I think that comes out because there is some good percussion work. But yeah, yeah, the two worlds also that um, that's one of the areas where the 
it corresponded so well with what was happening on screen. I think we found that a little bit later in some of the more percussive parts in the uh, Moana yeah. soundtrack, you know, where you are in the... Uh... What's that other one? Uh, I actually haven't watched Moana. Okay. I know, what can I say, except you're welcome as a song from Moana and the, the Hermit Crab. I do like it's the Hermit song. Crab. But the use of fire the, to go along with some of this, you know, that that little sound effect that they do, I couldn't tell you what it is, but that whoosh, whoosh, that stuff gives me my job. That, nice. Alrighty then. We'll find some misses in here, if I can. I did not love Son of Man. Yeah. It, it, it insisted upon itself. <laughs> it we keep coming back to, you know, how literal and how heavy handed these these lyrics are and that <laughs> it, it's a lovely sequence. You know, this isn't where he's technically supposed to be, but he's doing his best. He's getting out there, making friends somewhat, doing that other thing we talked about last night, possibly. But it just... I don't feel that the heart that went into so much of this really went into this song. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. It's, it's definitely the one that's the most a pop song that you could extract from the plot. Yeah, yeah, real generic. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's catchy enough. It's got this good energy. Uh, my main comment on it is that at one point he says, the wisdom to be wise, as part of his advice to Tarzan, it's like, yeah, that, that, that's not a good tautology at all. That's just kind of silly. I mean, it's not wrong, it's just not particularly right. <laughs> uh, you don't have the words to use words, Phil Collins. Indeed. Hmm. Oh, yeah. oh. That's that's the only complaint I have. Uh the gorilla's score felt a little bit lazy. It encapsulated gorillas. Be quite honest, that's not hard to do. You just do some bum bum, then whatever the musical equivalent of growling is, and then you pretty much got it. And now the gorillas begin. Gorillas. Well, you don't need the gorillas to gorilla. Now, if you had the gorillas, now that would be a weird Tarzan movie. It could have been beautiful. They would have just. Uh, not worth the risk. There were too many ways that could have gone wrong. Well, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the Tarzan and his boy Phil? Uh, I believe there was a Tarzan too, but I refused to watch it out of spite. 
And I just wanted to make my own declaration that when they got back to... They didn't go back to civilization. No, they don't. They stayed there. Yeah, I was going to say, when when they got back to, you know, the city or whatever, their dynamic was going to be terrifying. But they're in the jungle. Their dynamic (laughs) is also going to be terrifying. That dad is going to die really early, really easy. (laughs) He can't be getting on by until his back's going to... Oh no, 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 he is... We're going to have a Gwen Stacy moment almost immediately. I think I think that's our cue. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this part. Stay tuned to hear about Belladonna by Stevie Nicks. Outstanding.